shit. Oh, shit. What is that sound? It's the sound of holla motherfucking ween. Halloweeny. Happy early Halloween. Obviously, uh, Halloween's tomorrow. Okay, not, I'm not that stupid. But spooky season is coming to an end, and I'm so sad. But happy Sunday, and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B. Not Deb, not Debs. Des B, and not Des B. Des B. And if you're new here, welcome. If you're not new here, welcome the hell back. We had a crazy thing happen this past week that could result in some new listeners. This girl on Instagram, and I just don't have the post in front of me or else I would have credited the creator, but I've shared her post quite a few times. It's on the Brunch with Desby Instagram. But she made an audio, I'm sorry, she made a video using my audio of from episode 136, You're a Great Fucking Mom. And if you guys don't know which one that is, I'd be shocked. However, um, basically I'm like, you know, you're a great fucking mom, like Bluey's on, like, fuck it. You know, Miss Rachel's on, you're still a great mom, chicken nuggets for lunch. You're still a great mom, etc. Yes, that is me. Now you're, you're probably hearing me re-say it and you're like, wow, that really is that girl's voice. So yeah, that's me. So this girl posted it. It has over 2 million views alone. Like, I don't know what the running total of like likes is right now, but when I last checked a few days ago, she was even at like 65,000 likes. And that was back when there was only a million views. So probably a lot, okay? But a lot of people um, have obviously commented on it, hopefully read the comments or even looked at the audio. And she did give me credit on that, which I, I just really appreciate. She pinned some comments where people were like, love brunch with Desby episode, you know, et cetera. So I just really want to say thank you um, to that creator because it made people find my podcast. So that was really crazy. I was like a crazy thing that happened this week because I made that episode probably like over a month ago now. And the audio just keeps going. Like it's going viral again. So it's like, it's just such a relatable clip um, and a relatable saying that, you know, I said, I mean, you guys know, I don't read from a script. I don't steal audios and like say people, I said it, that, that came straight from the heart. And if you listen to that episode, you'll understand how I got to even saying that. Um, but I just kind of popped off at the end of my podcast and, um, it's just, it's so relatable. And I hope that if you are new here, that you can find a new mom friend in me. Um, and even if you're not a mom yet, and you're just a woman who is like, damn, this girl really just shot her shit straight. That is also me. So I welcome you and I welcome you to the podcast. Today, I'm excited. We are back with another Tell Me a Secret episode. These are my favorite episodes because they're raw, they're real, they're vulnerable from you guys. And they're, most of them are fucking funny. Um, some of them are a little bit serious, but also something to like read and just be like, wow, like what, a what an experience that you went through or whatever it might be. So as much as it's like, tell me a secret and it's lighthearted, sometimes we do come across some like serious ones. So I do just want to, as always say, I don't know what I'm reading. So bear with me. All right. Um, with that being said, I'm excited to get into it, but I wanted to share a, a hot take real quick. And that is, I think right now in this phase of my life, I am, I am over having long nails. Yeah, I fucking said that. I've had long nails for forever. Like I've always had either gel X or like acrylic. I've always loved long nails. I did go through a period of time when I was only getting like gel or I'm sorry, not gel. Um, what's dip. 
and my natural nails got so long because I always take collagen. I genuinely believe, dude, collagen makes my nails grow so fucking fast. It's nuts. Same with prenatal vitamins. Anyways, there was a period of time where I did do my natural nails and dude, I think that that door is opening for me again. I am so tired of long nails and I don't know if it's just cause like I have kids now slash I've obviously had kids and have had long nails, but sometimes when I have my, my nails off, like I do right now, I just have my bare nails and I'm like, damn dude, it, it just feels good to do normal fucking tasks so much easier than working around nails. And I don't even have that long of nails. So you guys that walk around with nails that could damn near touch your prostate up your ass. Like I am shocked at how you live. And honestly, hats fucking off. So hot take long nails are over party. Join me if you want to. I think I'm going short girl winner, not short girl, but short nail girl winner. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. So with that being said, I wanted to share with you guys too. I actually booked a nail appointment. I know I've done my own nails at home for over a year and there's this girl that lives in Kalamazoo and she does builder gel, which if you guys don't know what builder gel is, it basically is a harder rubber base coat that promotes not only strength to the nail and the nail bed, but also promotes a longer duration of gel. So it helps you grow your natural nail as well as keeps it nice and strong and protects it. So it's a little bit of like a level up between gel or like shellac, but then it's a little bit easier and more like malleable than dip powder. And I like the way that it goes on much better. So she does a great job. She does like fun designs and all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? I've done my own nails at home. I've saved so much money doing my own nails. I want a day out of the house to go get my nails done, period. All right. So I'm going to go get my nails done. I think it's like November 9th. I'm going. So I have some time. I think for the meantime, I might just do press ons to be very honest. Um, or just paint my natural nails. I just, I really don't think I'm going to put tips on. I had tips on this past weekend for Halloween, like, cause I bought them and I supported a nail tech, a nail artist who hand drew them. They were like, they were a Ouija board. It was fucking badass. So I had to wear those, but let me tell you, those bitches are coming off right away. If not already off by the time you listen to this, because they are long, but they're too cool not to use. So anyways, that's kind of what's new for me. That's my first hot take. So let me know if you agree. Speaking of hot takes, what did you guys think about this past week's Handmaid's Tale? All right. I know that like by the time we listen to this, we already have a new episode. So I'm always like a week behind. And I always apologize for that, but I, I record on Wednesdays before I listen. Okay. So we're technically talking two weeks ago. This is the episode I'm talking where Serena gives birth. I don't know what you guys think about Serena, but I have always kind of liked her. I thought she was a major, like there are some episodes, string of episodes, including the whole beginning of this past season where I'm like, dude, you are a cunt for real. Like you are a capital C U N T. You are that girl. Okay. And overall, she's always been kind of a bitch, but we see this small glimmer of her throughout all the seasons where you're like, but dude, I know that you're, I know you're down in there. I fucking know that you're down in there and I know that you have a good heart. And then all of a sudden, here we are. She saves June unintentionally, but she saves June. June then saves her. And then boom, at the end of the episode, she gets her baby ripped from her. She's going into like detention center. And it's like, you feel for her, even though she did the same exact thing to June. I think for me or for any viewer watching it, 
you grew this sadness for Serena in almost like what she was forced to become due to Fred. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. I'm anxious to see what tonight's episode is again this Wednesday. So we've already watched it by the time you're listening to this, but I do not want this season to be over. Like I need answers and I need Gilead to fall. That's it. Another thing that happened this week is I watched a movie for you guys. This was a little psychopathic, right? I woke up one morning at 5.45, dude, and I woke up and watched a movie. Like, doesn't that sound fucking psychotic? <laughs> like, yeah, I, what'd you do this morning? Oh, I woke up at 6, watched a movie. Like, you know, it just, it just sounds like lazy, but it was actually so nice to set my alarm, wake up, sit out on the couch. I had the fireplace going. It's pitch black in the house. And I watched a movie by myself and I was like on my phone a little bit. Like I had nothing to do. And here's what I've realized that I really loved in the morning. I feel like I have that little bit of more energy to just sit around and it be quiet. Like even Archie was sleeping, right? When at night, if you flip the script, staying up at night doesn't feel as relaxing, right? Like you're kind of carrying the stress from, from the day. So even when you stay up at night to try to relax, you're never actually like truly relaxed. And also for me, Archie is still up like half of the night. So it's like, it's not a quiet time for me. Right. But I've noticed that the, the days that I wake up early and like get that head start, but, but not even start. I'm not saying I'm waking up early going to the gym or I'm going to waking up early and I'm, I'm going to, you know, shoot my content that I do. This is like a true wake up early and do fucking nothing. And like that hit different. So I'm going to start doing that more often. Um, and actually waking up early and just even just sitting on the couch, doing some work from my laptop, like anything like that. It just feels better. So anyways, woke up early in the morning and I watched Luckiest Girl Alive. Now this is the new movie on Netflix with Mila Kunis. You guys have probably seen it. It's in like the top watched videos. It has been for, or movies probably for like two weeks. So I watched it. And first off, let me tell you, it was a little bit of a heavy movie to watch at 6 a.m. I will genuinely say that. When I was watching it, I texted my friend that told me to also watch it. And I was like, oh, what the fuck am I watching? Like it is 640. I do not need this right now. However, I will say great great, great movie. I love Mila Kunis. I think she is a great actress. Like I just, I always love the roles that she plays. And I think she plays them with such passion and emotion, um, that I really love them. However, I will say there was definitely not like a lot of trigger warnings. Like not that I, I, not that I needed them personally, but there was some things going on in the show that definitely needed trigger warning. So if you don't want it ruined, just skip past this part. Okay. But there was obviously a school shooting along with rape. Right. And, um, so the, the author of this book, cause it's actually a book, luckiest girl alive. Um, she drew this story and it was a little bit dramatized, but to kind of recollect her own experiences of being gang raped as well as bullied. And it, it was very legit. Now I will say some people are saying that based off of the book, based off of the true story versus the movie, there was a little bit of discrepancy and like being a little overly dramatized, which like, are we shocked? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they usually do that in movies. However, I understand people maybe being upset that it wasn't like the same from 
the book to the movie. But one of the actresses in it was, I think her name's Chiara. I think that's how you say it. Maybe it's Kiara. I don't know how she pronounces her um, name, to be honest. It's spelled C-H-I-A-R-A, like Chiara. I don't know. Anyway, it was the girl that plays the lead character off of Cruel Summer. That's on Hulu. I don't know if y'all have watched that. Cruel Summer, fucking good series. Anyways, so I like that. And then Finn Witterock, he was um, the husband in the movie. And he's like, I only see him for one character and one character only. And it was the psychopath from American Horror Story Circus. And that's all I see him for. So I was a little bit creepy. However, Mila Kunis, like I said, was in it. Now, I thought it was really good. Um, I think it showed the story of someone who gone there who went their whole life being silent about an experience that happened to them and when they did try to speak up about that experience they were shunned down they were called disgusting they were told you know oh well you didn't get raped no that's not rape and like who are we to say like what is and what is not rape compared to someone's you know story on their own recount so in this in this situation specifically the actor, Anna Finelli, she, Annie Finelli, sorry, she was, Annie, damn it, I'm reading it, and it says A-N-I, it's Annie, Annie Finelli, Tiffany, Tiffany, she was raped, but she was also extremely incoherent, all right, so you have this weird kink thrown in it of like, but she was drunk, and so were they, and so she goes this whole, her whole life, basically saying like you like you could have said no or like oh like you don't know what actually happened type of deal and so it was really interesting to see how she was treated as anyone would you know nowadays period like that's a very real thing you know oh no it didn't happen to you no you're you're lying or oh don't be over dramatic so then these same people that she was kind of like run-ins with end up planning a school shooting and seeking revenge on these kids who also happened to gang rape her not for her like she didn't plan for them to do that but that's kind of how the picture was painted then for her whole life was she was painted to be this monster who let these kids get killed because of what they supposedly did to her even though quote she was lying even though she wasn't etc so anyways mystery drama it's a little under two hours, really great watch however like I said I will say if that is something that is bothersome to you or or something that is like hard for you to watch, definitely think twice about watching this movie. It is, it's pretty heavy. I'm not going to lie, but I thought it was really well done. Um, well acted, well played, and I liked it. So you guys will have to let me know what you think. Now with all of that combined, there are a few things that I want to talk about happening this week. Number one, Buff Bunny launch is happening on Saturday. If you guys use my codes for anything, I, as always want to remind you, you can enter my monthly giveaway. Okay. I email these, I email the winners directly from the form that you fill out. And I usually try to email between like the first and the third of the month and I'll send out gift cards or like send out a DBFT gift card or like a free program, something fun. Like I just keep it fun. I keep it fresh. Um, I pick anywhere between five to 10 people a month. And I'll just reply to them right from their form that they submit. So every time that you use my code, you can you can uh, put in a separate submission, all right? So if you use Tula and you use my code for Tula, submit it. If then you go use Buff Bunny that same week, submit it. If you then buy a program, submit it. Um, everything still counts, all right? Um, so definitely make sure that you uh, check out Buff Bunny this week. I will have my review up this week, like my try on haul and stuff, 
overall solid launch. Like I think they really stepped it up from the undead collection. I, I like the patterns. I like the more neutral colors. Um, I like the browns. I like the, the deep reds. I like the greens. The plaid is actually pretty cute. Um, but the over it alls, which were like the pretty much the, the most exciting piece. I was excited. Sorry. Repeated that twice. The most exciting piece. I was excited to try cause I'm excited. Um, ended up being so short on me and I am five, seven and the inseam is a 30 inch. If I were to pick a perfect inseam for me in an overall, it'd probably be about 35 inches. Like I want those bitches to, to scrape the fucking ground I walk on. You know what I mean? That's just me. I'm not about a high water moment. My biggest fear is high watering, like legit ever since I was a kid, scariest thing in the world. That's why I would always buy like any type of like reused clothing. I'd be in Plato's closet. Dude, I would scan. I would scan for like Hollister jeans in long Abercrombie jeans long, anything like that. I'm going along. All right. Um, so not, not a hit for me, but if you're under five, seven, I think that you would love them. Like, honestly, I think that five, seven is literally the cutoff. Um, because I think if I was even five, six, I'd have a little bit more room on the bottom. Buff bunny Saturday, 2 PM EST code B. They also have Sherpa jackets, uh, the reversible Sherpa buff bunny bomber jackets. They have Sherpa belt bags, game changer bags, duffel bag. Like they have new bags and stuff too. So even if you're not into clothing, but you're looking for a nice new durable bag, like they definitely have something for you in this launch. Speaking of clothing, what I'm wearing right now, guys, I'm going to link it because you need it. This Amazon puffer jacket, like vest, sorry, I keep saying jacket. It's a fucking vest. I'm stupid. It's sleeveless, but I love it. It's so nice. It was like $34, I think quality. It was not Amazon prime, but it was worth the wait. It actually came vacuum sealed. And then you like open it up and it puffed up. And I'm like, why do we not ship clothes like that? Like, honestly, why, like, it, why do we not get our clothing in smaller bag, which in turn would actually eliminate waste, right? Like, could you imagine if we just shrink wrapped everything? Like we wouldn't have to send out these huge ass boxes that then have to be recycled. I'm, I'm kind of onto something. So any companies fucking listen up, vacuum seal your shit. Anyways, it came in like a small bag and I was like, what is this? And I opened it up like, oh my God, it's a whole ass vest. So that was great. Um, but definitely worth getting it's, I have it in this khaki color. I did get a size medium and, uh, I love it. I love it. It's a cute piece, cute piece for fall, even into winter, like put on a little sweatshirt underneath it, brave it in the cold a little bit. Let's be honest. We've, we all wore basically our asses and our titties out all Halloween and college. I think we can do a sweatshirt under a vest. Don't be a pussy. Okay. So I will link that. That's my favorite thing. Now with my skincare corner for the week, I wanted to share something that my esthetician actually shared with me. She was like, this is going to be like good for you to share. Did you know that winter sun rays winter actually age you faster than summer rays even though you don't burn since they are uva rays but they penetrate deeper and then she said add on code desby for tula spf <laughs> she knows the vibe but isn't that crazy winter sun rays get you worse and you know uh, t- tell me if i'm wrong i swear i've read this somewhere i might be pulling it out of my ass I really might be pulling it out of my ass right now. Call me out for it. I'm pretty sure that you can almost get even more sun damage in the winter due to the way that the light refracts off of snow. 
again, dude, I might be pulling this out of my ass. I'm it might be a TikTok that like made fun of people that believe that. I'm so serious, but I swear I read that somewhere. And in my uh, in my little head, it made sense. So let me know. <laughs> Does that make sense? I like I don't know. Um, all right, so I'm gonna take a sip real quick. Like I said, I got my collagen, my greens from Milani. Mm. I apologize to anyone who did not get a new hydro drug shaker. Mm-mm-mm. You hear that? I hope you just took a drink too. We all need to be hydrated right now. I will say though, there's a new Black Friday item coming from hydro drug that you guys are going to definitely want. You're going to definitely want. Speaking of Black Friday, don't forget to put it in your calendar right now because we have our four weeks for gains. Four weeks, $48 program. And that is for 48 hours only. Black Friday into Saturday, $48, four weeks. Facebook group, mini giveaways. It's fun. It's fresh. It takes us right up to Christmas. We all stay accountable together and we crush it. So without further ado, let's tell some secrets. Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partners, BetterHelp. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program. And within a 72-hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there. And they are also going to be licensed to you based off of your location. So this isn't a, this isn't no funny business. This isn't no, you know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB at checkout, you are able to get 10% off of your first month, or you can use my link betterhelp.com slash DESB and you will get 10% off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now and it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. Hmm. I love Tell Me a Secrets Day because I just get to read and react. And sometimes like mentally, I need that little bit of like breather. You know, I'm always here. I'm here, you know, speaking the truth. I'm here spitting facts. Sometimes I just need to like spit. Just kidding. I need to speak. (laughs) All right, here we go. First one. I really hope that we're kicking it off strong. When I was in high school, I had the coolest biology teacher. Sidebar from the start, I thought I did too until he ended up going to jail for being a predator. Anyways, 
He was younger, early 30s. So he was chill and easy to get along with. Well, he had a second job at the ABC store and made a joke that whenever he was wearing khakis, he had to go to his second job. Flash forward to graduation, he immediately added me on Snapchat. And one day he Snapchatted me asking what kind of alcohol he should try. Bold of him to ask a 17 year old like I was gonna have a good recommendation. So I told him to try mango pineapple Svetka puke. <laughs> he didn't like it after buying an entire bottle and asked me if I wanted it. I of course said yes. So I met him in a random apartment complex parking lot and he wrapped it up and gave it to me and he made a promise to never tell. Fun fact, my mom's my mom's now boyfriend is a teacher at the school and I absolutely told her, haha. He still tries to message me on Facebook, LOL. I used to think it was so cool. Sincerely, the 17-year-old who almost got groomed. See, that kind of fucks me up because as much as he didn't cross that line when you were in school, the thought that he was even thinking it potentially while he was teaching you is still weird to me and I think still incredibly wrong. So as much as he waited till you were 17, which technically he still then broke the law by administering alcohol to a minor, regardless like of you being graduated or not, that gives me weird energy. Very weird. Also, mango pineapple Svedka, are you fucking kidding me? You could you should have just said tequila. Like when in doubt, say tequila. It's always more expensive to buy. All right, in college, I met up with a guy matched with on Tinder. I was dumb and young. He worked in the oil industry and wasn't from the area. Told me about his life, his family, his dogs. Mentioned the dogs had Facebook accounts. I'm like, oh cool. I'll have to look him look look him up later. AKA stalk the shit out of him. His sister, quote, called him while we were hooking up and the voicemail message started, hey babe, before he walked away. Red flag, but whatever, the deed was already done. He mentions he's flying out for a boy's trip somewhere in the Caribbean the next day or a few days later. We go our separate ways and the next day immediately start trying to find his dogs. Finding out through my CIA level stalking, he's engaged in the trip to the Caribbean, Caribbean, whatever, was for his wedding. He reached out to me a few weeks later to hook up again. Basically his side piece away from home and I called him out on his shit. Hopefully his new wife knows he was a scumbag when he was away from home. Sincera Lee, the girl who never found love on Tinder but did it work. Okay, first off, if you guys are ever writing in and you write out the actual words sincerely, I am fucking blocking you. We do not say that around here. It causes my brain to go in a, into a literal spasm. And the only word that can physically come out if I am naturally just saying in a sentence, in a sentence is sincerely. So we are not going there. And number two, I, I, I'm so serious when I say I would have told his wife. I know right here you're saying you were in college or a little bit younger, but me being now 27, having kids, married, if someone did not tell me that, I would be so I would be even more hurt than if I were to finally be told. I also cannot believe he literally went there for his wedding the day like that is so scummy and disgusting. I hate men. So I went to Mexico. Wow, you guys are all traveling. 
a lot of people are traveling. So I went to Mexico with a bunch of friends after a breakup. I was starting my hoe phase and ended up hooking up with two different randoms one night after the other. Fuck it. One of the guys may or may not have had a girlfriend who he was vacationing there with. God, dude, guys are crazy. Side note, tequila makes you do crazy things sometimes, and I would never have done that without being very intoxicated. The second guy I hooked up with slept with me, and the next day was making out with another girl who was in the group I came with. So basically, fuck him. But the worst part about it was I ended up testing positive for COVID prior to coming back home. Forged a negative test and smuggled my way back into the U.S., One of the scariest and dumbest things I've ever done, but YOLO, I guess. About a month after the trip, I received a message from a random, and it was the girlfriend of the guy I hooked up with asking if we slept together that night, and I never responded. Sincerely, the girl who probably ended up giving multiple people COVID in Mexico and who's probably going to hell. That is a very fair assumption to assume that you are um, going to hell. That's very fair, I think. Now, here's the thing. If you would have told me two years ago that you forged a COVID test, I would have been like, oh my God, you are, that is so terrible. But nowadays you get COVID and you literally can go back to work that next day. So like at this point, it's just funny to like think of that. However, I would have been so fucking scared to cross the border with this, with a forged test. So hats off to you. My secret is that I am a full-time I'm an artist full-time and have no idea how I'll make it in this world. I needed to put this thought somewhere and thought this is the perfect place. All I know is that I'm not giving up on this path I'm creating for myself. Life is so damn expensive, but I'm just scraping by. I know I'm not the only one out here who feels uncertain, scared, beat down by life, and hopefully in their vision and dream. Keep going one day at a time. Sincerely, a girl in a tough season of life. You know what? I love that you used this for that because I think that's the beauty of these tell me a secrets. Like I never know what I'm going to get. I never know what people use this form for because it's completely anonymous. So whoever this is full-time artist scraping by just doing what they love. I do want to genuinely say also, like you even said, keep fucking going. If any of you guys out here are listening to this right now and we're just having a, you know, la di da day, maybe we're heading to a fucking job we hate. Maybe we're heading to a job we love. Maybe we're trying to figure out how we can create a job that we love. Keep going. I feel like the more that you take life truly just day by day and not try to think of the whole picture, the more enjoyable it is. And the more it just naturally navigates itself. And that's something I've really tried to do is not think so much as like, holy shit, how am I going to keep doing this for five years? More like, okay, how am I going to do this today? How am I going to do it tomorrow, et cetera, and taking it day by day. So thank you for sharing that. I think that was a perfect little glimpse of, you know, motivation. We all need it today. Strap in this is a crazy story. God, when you guys start with something like that, I just hope it doesn't disappoint. Like I literally get anxious that it's going to actually be a shitty story. So I hope that this is real. So when I was 15, I met this guy at Haunted World. The fuck is, I got to look that up first. Haunted World? Haunted World? The scariest haunted house in Idaho. Holy shit. This looks scary. Wow. Okay. Anyway, so we're in a creepy things. Got it. We immediately hit it off and started dating. Oh, to be young and in love. Only problem was his stepmom was a raging bitch and didn't like me after he came home from prom with a hickey. So she threatened me and my parents with the restraining order four times. We dated off and on in secrets for secret for a few years, only to reconnect again in 2020. We were 19 then. 
We decided we want to get married and then his parents kicked him out and stopped speaking to us. He started living in a tent at a park. So my parents took him in and he lived on our couch. He proposed to me on my birthday and when we and we found out I was pregnant two weeks later. Mind you, I never wanted kids. I wanted to be the rich aunt who travels the world. He was so excited when I told him and I was livid. Fuck his pullout game. Anyway, we get married four months later in two days before the wedding. And before our big move across the state, I was put on bed rest and told we couldn't move and had to stay close to the NICU. Oh, and pelvic rest. So no sex as newlyweds. One month after our wedding, I find out he's cheating and his excuse was that we couldn't have sex. So he was deprived. My stupid self stayed with him though until the baby was five months. He started drinking heavily, playing dumbass video games until 3 a.m., got fired, wouldn't lift a finger for our son and still cheating. A few weeks before our one-year anniversary, I left him. Hardest and best decision I ever made. I got full legal and physical custody of our child, moved across state, back, going back to school. I have my own apartment, single mommy, and now dating an amazing man. I feel like such a badass and strong-ass woman and mom. Sincerely, the girl who never wanted to be a mom ended up being a boss-ass bitch who fought for the life she and her kid deserved. That is epic. That is also crazy because I think like if you're, if you're thinking about 15 reconnecting all these years, all the way to 2020, all of a sudden you have a kid and now this has created the path of your new story. I think that that's so cool. And as crazy as you might look back and be like, wow, I was so stupid. It's like, yes, you were, but it also, that was the path that you had to lead to get to where you are now. Right? So definitely give yourself a little bit of credit. You are a badass bitch. My husband and I have been married for seven years. We are high school sweethearts and have known each other for 17 years. We dated in high school, took a break, broke up, got back together years later and getting got, and then got married. My husband was a player during the times we were apart and hooked up with a lot of people. Shortly after we got back together, I was flirting and texting with one of his good high school friends. My husband and I then officially were back together, but we kept it on the down low for a bit. No particular reason. We just wanted to lay low as our town is really small and we just wanted to enjoy each other. One night we were hanging out and had sex. And then I don't know why the fuck I did this. I left. I went to meet his friend and had sex with him too. (laughs) In the same night in my car, I was like 21 at this time. I eventually told my husband I slept with his friend, but left out the part that it was once we were back together. And on the same night I had sex with him. We've been married for seven years. We have two kids and our relationship is great. We're both committed and faithful. Sincerely. I'm actually very boring and innocent. That's funny. I feel like, you know, I feel like this needs to be a poll. Like how many of you guys have had sex with multiple people in one night? I'm getting out a pen so I can make this poll. You have to, you guys have to let me know how many of you guys out there have actually had sex with multiple people in one night. Now this excludes orgies. I'm not talking about group sex. I'm talking like you literally left one person's penis to go find another penis in another place. Did you, have you ever had a penis in another place after another penis? That is the, that's the question. Was feeling really off the past couple weeks, took a pregnancy test after my period was a week late. Late. It was my first period postpartum. So I knew things would be irregular after not having one in a year and a half. Test was negative. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Was on a trip with my husband and baby and really was just still off. This unfortunately was all too familiar off feeling. 
I say to my husband, I don't know. I feel super off. I should probably take another test. Even though three weeks ago, it was a for sure. No, we stop at Meyer on the way home. I walk in by a test, mosey into the bathroom, take the test. I didn't even need to wait, wait 30 seconds for that boy to say positive. I walk out of the car, go to my husband holding our seven month baby and give him the stick. Sincerely, eight weeks into two under one and a half. You know, the other day, Wyatt and I were, you know, having our time. And I said, you know, do you have a condom? And he says, no. I felt like we were in high school. Do you have a condom on you? (laughs) And I said, then we're not having sex. And he was like, I actually totally agree. Like, I totally get it. Like, we are not doing that right now. So I think it's crazy how it's like such a gamble and it's so scary when you are postpartum. You're like, dude, I do not want to do this again yet. However, I will say seven months, like that's crazy. Okay, seven months, that's crazy. But I know so many people who have done that, including my own mom. Like my sister and I are 15 months apart and I have another mom friend who I know she got pregnant postpartum six months postpartum. So it is crazy. And I know there is so much that you feel like you haven't been able to tap into yet, but you're going to do awesome. You're going to crush it. And the one thing I will say is that your body has not had that time to like really heal inside and out at just seven months postpartum, your core could still be kind of weak. So the one thing I will, I will genuinely say to you, and this is like coming from the heart, please make sure that you are correctly exercising and staying active during this pregnancy to ensure that you can still stay mobile and have a better time healing after this new baby. So I hope everything goes amazing. Um, but if you would like some support, I would absolutely love to hook you up with, uh, my strong ass mom program. So please reach out to me if you're comfortable being not anonymous. Um, you can email me desbefit at gmail, just put in the subject line. Um, pregnant ass mom. (laughs) And then, um, I can hook you up. I want to make sure that you also feel super supported. Um, and you're taking care of yourself, but congratulations. (laughs) How I found out my dad was gay. Seven years ago, I was working night shifts as a caregiver. I'd work all night and come home around 4am on Saturday night though. I didn't have to work. So I went out with some friends and came home walking into our kitchen door was, which was all glass. I saw my dad at his laptop. I was thinking maybe I'll scare him, but as I got closer, I noticed he was watching gay porn. When I tell you I ran back to my car so fast, I almost fell, LOL. Anyways, I go in the house a different way and make sure to make a noise so he knows I'm home and I don't end up surprising him. I let it go and try not to think about what I saw for a couple months. Time goes by and I meet a guy. We end up going out to the bar a few months later and I jokingly said, let's stop at the gay bar for a drink and he goes right along with it. Of course, not thinking we'd see my dad, I go in. Nonetheless, who did I see tearing up the dance floor? None other than my father. We promptly go to the back bar, take a shot and leave. Again, putting it out of my mind. A couple weeks later was Halloween. Me and my boo thing decided to go out to the bars, enjoy Halloween weekend. I call my dad because he said he would be out, but I also, and, uh, and also I thought it would be fun to meet up. Sorry. I call him and he says, come on down to the club icon. I'm having some drinks with my friends, knowing that he 
Knowing that that was a gay club, I saw him at weeks prior. Reluctantly, I ended up going and having an amazing night. We did run into my dad. When we did run into my dad, he did tell me he's gay and had me meet his boyfriend of almost a year. Let me remind you, he is married to my mom at this point still. I tell my dad I'm happy for him, but he needs to tell her before I spill the beans. Month goes by and he doesn't say a thing. One day I, one day he has his boyfriend over to help clean up the yard and cut some trees down. My mother, being the nicest woman ever, invited this man to have family dinner with us. When I tell you I've never been so uncomfortable in my whole life, Des. Finally in February, he slips up, left his phone out. My mom got the boyfriend's number and confronted him. Later that night, my dad called my mom to tell her and say he was divorcing her. Months go by, divorce is finalized, things have been sold, us kids move in with my mom, and my dad goes about his life. Six months and one day after the divorce was finalized, he was married to his boyfriend, signed the girl who saw her dad at a gay club in leather harnesses wearing the bare minimum. Wow, that story took a crazy turn. Like I, you're like, yeah, my dad's gay. And then you're like going on. I'm like, oh, okay. So like, I wonder if, you know, how long her parents have been divorced or maybe it was just like a, you know, one night stand that like, you know, you're created. No, like literally was still married. I'm shocked. You didn't tell your mom. I dude, would I tell my mom? Would I tell my mom if my dad was gay? I, dude, I don't know. Oh my God. That, that was kind of, cr- now I'm thinking about it. All right, Des, no judgment here. This feels like it happened in another another life because I was so young. But at the time, I felt like a grown-ass woman who could make my own decisions. Oh, God. So here I was, 13. Babe, I feel like a grown-ass woman. I'm like thinking maybe you're 19. I was 13 years old. (laughs) Home alone with a boy, one of my brother's friends, who rode his four-wheeler over to my house to come see me. Completely innocent. We just kissed, and the Lord knows that's... The Lord knows that's all that was going to happen. Anyways, there we were kissing and talking and I hear the garage door start to open. My mom was home. I freaked out, shoved him down in the basement steps, told him to be quiet. My mom comes in, we chat. She was just home to grab something, goes to leave, sees his four-wheeler parked out back. She questioned me and I said, I have no idea I was there. She called my brother and asked him if he knew I was there. So my brother was like, no, I don't know what's going on called the guy and he lied while whispering in my freaking basement and said he was running from the cops, typical in my redneck town, and that he ditched his four-wheeler at our house to hide it and he walked home. My mom eventually left and the guy went home on his four-wheeler. Months, maybe even years, go by and we still live in the same house. One day my dad was inside of our dog's wooden dog house cleaning it out and noticed stuffed engraved on the walls in there. Shit like B plus C forever, LOL, LOL. He was like, what the hell? I played dumb and acted confused, but in my mind in that moment, I knew that that dude had hid in the doghouse the entire time. Still to this day, my parents have no idea that happened. Sincerely, a wild child sneaking a boy over at 13. You guys have some balls because dude, I have never, I would never, I would never, I snuck a boy over one time. And it was when my mom was, my stepdad was working. Oh my God, I'm going to go to hell for this. My stepdad was working and my mom was on her way home from like Chicago with my sister for like travel volleyball or something. So I like, I knew I had a X amount of time frame. That was the only time and I'd never been so fucking scared in my life. Listen up, bitches. 
cheaters don't have anything on me. My senior year of high school, I was in a long-term relationship with a military guy and can honestly see it working out at some point in life for us, but that's a story for a different time. Oh, T. We broke up right before I graduated because he wanted to volunteer for deployments and it wasn't fair for me to go through all that. Okay, whatever. I was obviously heartbroken and still am. So I wanted to fill the void as best I could, started fucking around with the absolute worst guy possible. Things were going good, all things considered, until they weren't. My friend blindsided me by inviting me to her house, and when I pulled in, the fuck buddy's ex-girlfriend's car was in the driveway. We hated each other because of him, so I knew this was not going to go well. I walked in, and my friend said the ex-girlfriend needed to tell me something. She told me they'd slept together on his birthday when he was with me that morning. Oh, Anna's birthday was the day before my high school graduation. The ex and I decided to put our differences aside and be friends again. We took selfies together, printed them out, went to his baseball practice, and threw the pictures in his trunk. Little did he know that we just went to his house, it was unlocked, and rubbed poison ivy all over multiple pairs of his underwear. In his room, we found the Valentine's Day card she got him, sitting next to the birthday card I got him. The best part was his old neighbor lady was sitting on her porch and walked us walk in and out and didn't say a word. Fast forward about a week and my stepmom tells me that the ex-girlfriend was itching. Oh, tells me that the ex-girlfriend and friend was itching all over the working at the all over while working at the pizza shop. Sincerely, the girl who is secretly in love with her high school boyfriend and has the best revenge story for a piece of shit wash up quarterback. Again, something I've never done is taken that much revenge I don't know why I feel like I feel like I was always scared of revenge because I was scared of karma like genuinely I've never had that type of like revenge mentality like never have I think the revenge that I always get is just like well I'm gonna be better like I'm gonna be a better me I'm gonna I'm gonna graduate college I'm gonna be stronger than everyone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like my, I do like revenge of like, how can I be a better person? Now I wish I had the balls to do like actual revenge. I think it'd be badass, but I like never do. And it makes me feel boring. When I was pregnant with my first, my husband and I went nine straight months without having sex. Five-ish months pregnant to about four months postpartum. It took almost an entire year after that to get back in the groove of having somewhat regular sex again. Here I am six months pregnant with baby number two and we're in the same boat. I can't help but feel like he's just not into me anymore since my body is different now. I've asked him about it and he says that's absolutely not it. He still wants to do it. It's just harder to find the time. Mind you, he spends hours a day playing video games. There's plenty of time, just zero effort on his part. Even when I initiate, it seems he just seems indifferent about it. Part of me thinks he's asexual, even though we had lots of great sex before all this. I just really don't know what to do anymore and think maybe I should just learn to be content with a sexless marriage. Sincerely, my coochie might close up after this. Um, you know, I've been very transparent about my situation and my postpartum and pregnancy experience with sex. And I never want to scare anyone. Like if you are someone who is pregnant right now or you want to get pregnant in the future, you know, you want to have a family. I don't want you to be scared thinking that like sex is going to be out the window. But I will say that there is just so much that changes when you are pregnant in postpartum. Like there's a lot that changes in your body and your hormones and like everything. So that plays a huge role as a woman. And I know for me, it was difficult to have sex during pregnancy regularly. Like we would go like even a, like probably the most was like a month without having sex. 
but with Maddox, it was even worse. Like I feel like Maddox situation was just really tough because there was just a lot more trauma, um, around that as well as like non-consensual entrance into my vagina during birth. And that was just like, it really scarred me in that way. And I didn't want anything up there. And again, I've, I've shared that story and have been open about that. Um, I don't think that you have to be content with a sexless marriage. I think that it just, you know, it, it's those awkward conversations. Maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's a couple's therapy session. Maybe there's some way that you could have an unbiased meteor, um, meteor mediator of the conversation to really discuss those things. Um, because I will say I personally am not an initiator. I don't know if you guys are out there. I wish I was. I just often am not because by the time I am in bed, I don't want to move. Like I am lazy, not really lazy, but I'm fucking tired. You know, I'm chasing around two kids all day as well as breastfeeding. I'm touched out. There's just a lot of things that I've gone through the past few years where it's difficult for me to want to really initiate. And Wyatt and I have had open communication about stuff like that. And so I think that's where it has gotten better is just being open in communication like that. Um, but I will say that, you know, there's sometimes where we just don't have sex, you know, like they're like, it's not like an every night thing. It's not even like, I'm, I'm not over here, like fucking even multiple times a week. Like sometimes it's just when we can, and when we have the, the time and the effort, um, well, we, you always have the time, but it's more so like the time to actually place yourself mentally into it. Because I think that the worst thing you can also do is have sex just to have it, to please your partner. Right. When that could end up being more, negative because then all of a sudden you're having, you're having sex that yes, you consent to, but mentally you don't want to be doing. And it creates a bad, like almost like aversion to having sex. Right. So I do think that the communication needs to be there because especially if you're thinking your husband could be asexual, like I would be curious. Um, and just ensuring that like you both are on the same page, like in your marriage, you know, having kids is hard. I've said this a few episodes ago if you want to fix your marriage, if you want to make it better, don't have kids. Like that's I'm, what I'm saying is that's not the answer. That's not going to always make you stronger. Now, some people have kids and they're like, dude, our marriage has never been better. We're just on the same page. We're vibing. That's great. But if you're already struggling, like with communication and stuff, having kids is just going to make it harder to communicate. So just ensure that that is coming on the forefront. So I'm sorry that that was like a word vomit, but I don't want you to feel alone because it is a very difficult road to navigate in a sexual way, like while you're pregnant and postpartum. And we need to also normalize that and help each other with that. All right, two more. My sneaky leak is currently my ex-boyfriend's brother's roommate. He cheated on me twice and I had him cut off for the second time in August. His brother's roommate thinks he's a piece of shit because of the way he treats women and we share similar views. No fucking, but some playing around. Just spending time and sleeping together, but damn, does it feel good to have the secret that the ex doesn't know about because he still stalks me and looks at all my things even though he has a new girlfriend. So basically, we got a sneaky link that is ex-boyfriend's brother's roommate. I mean, there's something special about a secret, all right? Like, I think that's why sometimes it makes like college and stuff 
so exciting is because you could like, you can literally be a different person all over campus. Like people could know you differently and never run into each other. Right. So I do think there's something so euphoric and exhilarating about having like a secret. Um, especially like when it comes to relationships, it keeps it spicy and it makes it fun. Had a threesome with my ex and his current girlfriend before moving to another country to my now husband. I was planning on doing it again, but turns out my period is due the week we had planned it for, LOL. The girl who still misses that D. So you had a threesome with your ex and his current girlfriend. That's crazy. Wait, that's wild. Why does that feel so wrong? <laughs> when I was 15, I went over to my then boyfriend's house for dinner. We hung out downstairs alone in his with his parents right above us upstairs. For dinner, I decided to give him a hand job. We were careful to listen for people coming down and whatnot. As I was giving him said hand job, his dad yells down the stairs his name. We both jump up. We both quickly run upstairs. And once we got up there, his dad started acting weird. He couldn't explain why he yelled my boyfriend's name. And it was just really awkward. I decided to leave before dinner because we weren't allowed back downstairs and I was getting bad vibes. An hour later, my boyfriend texted me and said his dad caught us. While we were in the basement, his dad got down on his hands and knees outside to look at what we were doing through the basement window and saw me jacking him off. I was then forced to tell my mom what happened and she had to talk to his dad about us needing more supervision. And seriously, the girl who wanted who just wanted to make her boyfriend come. <sighs> yeah. Damn. Damn. There is something just so uncomfortable about getting caught in a sexual act. Like making out is one thing, right? Like, ah, but like getting caught, giving a blow job, a hand job, having sex, getting fingered. Like, I think it's because it's such an intimate thing, right? Like sexual things are very intimate, right? Very vulnerable. And so when you know someone has seen that occur, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable thinking about that. Like, especially at, oh my God, at 15. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We have to end on that story. That is, that is an uncomfy story to finish with. All right. But, um, Hey, tell me a secret. Tell me a secret podcast. One of my favorites to always do. You can submit your secret for next time we do these episodes. I usually just throw them in here and there. Um, make sure you shop buff bunny collection this week. Stay tuned for also other new things coming up. Um, make sure you follow my TikTok, Instagram, follow my like to know it. All of them are Des B with three underscores. You're not going to, you're not going to miss out. Um, but I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks as always for tuning in with me every Sunday. Keep sharing the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, and happy early Halloween.